It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And the Oscar goes and to. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar to... goes to. Gentlemen. My only object in being here is to try and get at the truth. What shall I go? What shall I do? He's looking at you, kid. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Could have been a contender. Fasten your I could have been somebody. They can only kill me with a golden bullet. What have I done? Call me Mr. Tibbs. I'm going to make him an offer. Oh, real man. Love is, is Love. too weak a word. Stay back. I, I know you. I know I love you. I, I love you. I did as you saw. If there's something wrong, it's wrong with the instructions. This ain't reality TV! Respect it and validate it. Remember that you told me? It's time, Robbie. Welcome to the next Best Picture Podcast. Moonlight. Best Picture. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 76 of the Next Best Picture Podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia, and today is such a proud and happy day for me. Um, I don't know who's been listening for, you know, a very long period of time here. But last year, we revealed our film awards for 2016 over the course of, I believe it was nine long, agonizing weeks. And it was a format that we tried. It didn't necessarily work in the end. Nobody was really pleased with it, but we got through it. And I vowed a year ago that for this year's awards, we would do something different, much more efficient, and ultimately, hopefully, more fun in the end. Uh, we released our set of nominations uh, a, a, about a week ago, and the team over here at Next Best Picture voted on those nominations, and they also voted on the winners as well. We are here today to reveal those winners. I hold in my hands the envelope, so we might have a Best Picture snafu, possibly. I'm not sure, <laughs> like we did the Oscars. Maybe, maybe not. But Warren I, Beatty's waiting in your room, right? <laughs> I wasn't okay, trying creepy. to be funny. <laughs> um, and, this, and, and as you hear, um, I have almost the entire team with me from Next Best Picture today. I'm going to introduce everybody one at a time. So first up is Will Mavity. Hey, everybody. Michael Schwartz. Good morning, everyone. Dianki Azeze. Hello, good morning. All of my picks better be the winners. <laughs> Dan- Daniel Howitt. <laughs> Hello. And Josh Williams. Hello, everybody. Uh, Michael Vermette and Ryan C. Showers wish they could be here. Um, they unfortunately were not able to, and that's perfectly okay. I'm, I'm very, very happy with the fact that we did get as many people on for this as possible. Uh, for all intents and purposes, maybe other than the Oscar ceremony coverage itself, this is our biggest episode of the year as far as I'm concerned, because this is where we ourselves put kind of a stamp on the year of 2017 with what was ultimately our winners for the best of the year. 31 categories. Uh, we have some runners-up. We have no ties for the winners, but we do have ties in the runners-up category, which is exciting. 
Um, we're also going to, after we reveal the winners of the MVP Film Awards, we're also <laughs> going to reveal the nominations voted on by you, the dear listeners, the readers, the community of Next Best Picture, your own MVP Film Community Awards nominations. Those will be posted on the website, and you will be able to vote on those over the next, I believe, two weeks is how long I'm giving everybody on that one. So more than enough time uh, if you have not been able to catch up and definitely be able to pick your winners. Uh, Before I reveal the um, winners themselves uh, for the categories and we go over everything, I just want to also just reiterate that all of these uh, categories were determined by a preferential voting system. I asked the team over here once the nominations were revealed to rank their preferences uh, by how many nominees there were and accordingly. Um, it took me a long time because there were, there were many rounds of voting sometimes. It, not everything was done on a first round uh, count. Uh, ultimately, we got through it and we have our winners. So is everyone ready to dive in? So ready. Let's do it. Okay. First category was Best Original Song. The nominees were Evermore from Beauty and the Beast, Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name, Visions of Gideon from Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me from Coco, and Mighty River from Mudbound. Team, the floor is yours. Say whatever you want about the category, and I will then reveal the winner and the runner-up. Very glad to see you know this is me. Yes. <laughs> me too. I hate that film so much. Um, yeah. You guys are insane. <laughs> I'm glad so that good. both of the Sufjan songs made it in from Call yes. Me By Your Name, because I think those are so key to that movie. Yeah. And so I love that we got both of those in. Definitely. Yeah, I like these nominees, except for Evermore. I'm not a big fan of that one, but uh, all the other ones are, are solidly my picks. And that's funny because I actually picked Evermore as my very favorite of the year. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so wide varieties here. All right. Uh, went through uh, four rounds of voting. All right. The runner up for best original song is Mighty River from Mudbound. Mm. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> and the winner for best original song is Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name. Aww. It's the wrong song from the film, but. Uh... I'm with you. I actually, w- yeah. yeah, Visions of Gideon is what I love the most, but they're both good. Now, I just want to say, like, for the record, like, you guys, uh, you know, the way this works is if no, if no film has uh, the necessary amount of number one votes in the first round of voting, uh, essentially the film with the least amount of number ones gets knocked out first and the votes just get redistributed until one film has more than 50% of the number ones. There were nine people who voted for these awards, so you needed five number ones in order to win. Um, Ironically, the funny thing about this is that when the voting first started, Mighty River from Mudbound had three number ones, and it was the most. But it didn't win in the end, because Mystery of Love was just simply ranked higher on most people's ballots. You know, we talk about all the time with Best Picture, twos and threes really, really matter. And that is that is how many of these categories played out. So let's uh, let's keep moving it along here. Uh, we have best original score up next. The nominees were Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and Wonder Woman. 
I always forget how much you guys love the Wonder Woman score, so I was surprised when it showed up in the list of nominations. Dude, it's awesome. I just hate the stupid guitar riff. In it. I, I do oh, too. Was, <laughs> I don't even consider that part of the score. So. <laughs> Everything else uh, but that is really great, though. I think in that score. Yeah, it's, no, it's good. I just forget that it, you guys adore it. So, Phantom Thread and Shape of Water are probably our two uh, Oscar front runners. So, of yeah. course, they're going to be here. But uh, another really great score that uh, I don't know how it came close to a nomination with us. But I think Lady Bird has a really terrific score. I love Lady Bird's score. I've been jamming yeah. to like the. Uh, the end track, what is it, like, Reconciliation, is so beautiful. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there. Uh, and as for the rest of our nominees, you have I know, a lot of You Like Blade Runner, so makes sense that that got in there. <laughs> I felt um, some disdain in that comment, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Carter Burwell, I think he should have been here for Wonderstruck, but yeah, Three Billboards, fine. Did you re-listen to the Three Billboards soundtrack, Michael, since our last episode? I did. Oh, so I can't say I remember it either. So good. <laughs> okay, everybody. The runner-up for best original score is Johnny Greenwood for Phantom Thread. Oh my god! Nice. And the winner is Alexandra Desplat for The Shape oh. of Water. Friend of the pod. Yay. Nice. Friend of the pod. Not surprising. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would have been happy with either one of those personally in the end. Um, and just as a quick side note. I did start to wonder very recently if uh, Johnny Greenwood could upset Alexandra Desplat on Oscar night just because of the show of strength of Phantom Thread and the nominations. I'm starting. I'm just starting to wonder. I really am. absolutely. People really seem to love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, but The Shape of Water got 13 nominations, so it's not like it didn't show strength itself. <laughs> well, but I want to just also reiterate though, Shape of Water won on the first round, so. You know, I, I like to think of it as like in, in terms of whatever kind of won on the first round with us is al- almost almost not not entirely true, but it's usually a good barometer for determining the general consensus vote. I feel like, you know, even though there's not really that many of us, but still I, I view it as Shape of Water is kind of the clear cut winner in the end, I, I would say, for the Oscar. Um, but that was our first round one uh, vote that went all the way. Uh, next category Uh, was another uh, one where a film won on the first round. And that is for Best Visual Effects. The nominees were Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. I was surprised to see no Oakjaw here. Me too. I'm proud of us us that we um, give credit to practical effects. Oh, for Dunkirk? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and The Shape of Water, too, which uh, missed Oscar nominations. You know, if it got that Oscar nomination, it would just be, it would be tying the all-time record. It's, it's insanity. Mm-hmm. But no, it's a good group here. All right. Well, the runners-up, there were two, so we had a tie for runner-up, was War for the Planet of the Apes and The Shape of Water. The winner was Blade Runner 2049. That's right. That's insane. Apes was robbed. I I gotta ask really quickly because three of you ranked it in the last possible spot. Was is there anybody (laughs) on here right now that did that? Ranked Blade Runner. No, War for the Planet of the Apes. Oh no, that was my number one. I don't think I did it in the. I think mine was number one too. Yeah. I I need to know who you people are. Because that's just, I, I, I can't see a world where that is a number five choice. But 
Okay, if you don't want to speak I think up, our votes were hacked by the Russians. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now for the next category. This is this is very interesting. It's the two sound categories, sound editing and sound mixing. Um, they had the same exact nominees. Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Here is the most fascinating aspect about both of these two categories, everybody. With the exception of one person, the rankings for both categories were exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I just like I was like dumbfounded by this. Um, both of them went through four rounds of voting, and the winner for both of them is the same as as well as the runner up. So that one person who tried to be different didn't really influence it that much. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did reveal the will. It was him uh, who, who did separate it. Um, I didn't think it was anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, just had a curiosity. Sound. I just had a curiosity. What do you guys think uh, in terms of the winner and who the runner-up might be? I think Dunkirk wins both. Yeah, that I was going to say, I was gonna say Baby Driver. It's probably I the runner-up. Baby Driver's the runner-up. The runner-up in both sound editing and sound mixing is Blade Runner 2049. Oh, deserved. And the winner in both categories is Baby Driver. Boom. Oh, wow. Knew it. (laughs) Can't argue with it. Best makeup and hairstyling. A round one winner. The nominees were Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Itania, Logan, and The Shape of Water. I'm glad group. that we recognize Itania. Me too. Contemporary makeup and hairstyling. I love this. Uh, I wish this was the Oscar 5, personally. You know what else I, I would have put in that 5? I don't know how close it came, but I think there's really good hairstyling work in the post. Yeah, period hairstyling, sure. I mean, usually a bad wig could take you right out of a movie, but Spielberg <laughs> movies like the attention to detail is really on point. It is true. Okay. The runner-up is Logan. Ooh. Oh. And the winner is Darkest Hour. What? I love that runner-up choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darkest Hour won on the first round. Um, oh, it, my God. It got five number ones. So yeah, and it's probably our Oscar winner too. I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, definitely. Somebody's Total appalled. Who's appalled? I can't tell who it is. It's Josh. Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, any of those? I I don't even like Beauty and the Beast, but that totally deserves makeup what? and styling over Darkest Hour. Yeah, Beauty and the me? Beast. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I'm it, not kidding. It's so much better. Like, it's a lot of what Dan Stevens makeup at the beginning. It's hideous. It's fine. No, that's not transformative makeup. That's like going to a ball makeup. Even then, Shape of Water is like eons ahead of Darkest Hour. What? That makeup's so good. So I'm going to take a wild guess here, Josh, and and I'm going to just say that you feel that the makeup was not seamless on Gary Oldman, and you never felt like you were seeing a different person. I mean, I did, definitely. So how is it your number five? (laughs) It's just not great. Oh, geez. You thought he was seeing a different person who wasn't Churchill. 
I'm just not like astounded by it is what I mean. All right. It doesn't like blow me away as a makeup. And, would you say it's like J. Edgar makeup? Very. Thank you. Okay. No. I, I think it's better than J. Edgar. It's definitely better than It's better than J. Edgar. It's better than J. Edgar, but it gives me the same feeling. Okay. All right. Best costume design. Beauty and the Beast. Darkest Hour. Phantom Thread. The Shape of Water. And Wonder Woman. I still I don't, don't know see how, how Phantom Thread doesn't take it. I mean, yeah, I mean those it's those dresses yeah. are beautiful. They're unbelievable. Yeah, Phantom Thread is great, but also there was some really great contemporary or semi-contemporary work this year in Call Me by Your Name and The Post. And I like the uh, I will say I like the Wonder Woman recognition just because particularly we saw a really strong difference in the costumes that were used in Wonder Woman versus the costumes that were used in the um, uh, Zack, not Zack Snyder movie, but the um, Justice League movie later in the year and how that framed like the female shape and everything. So I, I like the Wonder Woman pick for that particular reason. Yeah, I, I actually think Wonder Woman deserved a costume nomination at the Oscars. I was a little disappointed in that. Um, okay. First round win. Phantom Thread. Boom. <laughs> uh, um, the runner-up was Beauty and the Beast. Oh, nice. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm going to just, you know, come right out and say it. I'm starting to get this feeling uh, for the Oscars that Beauty and the Beast might be Fantastic Beasts, where Phantom Thread might be Jackie. Is anybody mm. starting to wonder? If this yeah, because hmm. Mark Bridges is a favorite. Mm. And I know the names aren't on the ballot. But, I mean, that's a movie about costumes. I don't see how they don't vote for it if it has broad support. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. Okay. Next category, production design. The nominees are Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Shape of Water is really astonishing work. So happy yeah. to see that in there. The Phantom Thread nomination confuses me. <laughs> Why? Why is that? I just... I still and, and Will knows this from when we reviewed the film uh, on the podcast. I, I still just don't. I, I I don't see the intricate detail and, and creativity and imagination in the sets as I do in some of the other nominees here. I just don't. I just don't see it. But that's the thing. It's just so pitch perfect to what it, the time period is and what that environment is that it doesn't really have to stand out. It's almost seamless. Well, yeah. Like think of like the New Year's party. Yeah, the New Year's party yeah, is the one really over-the-top piece outside of the house. Yeah, just for the party alone. Mm. Sometimes it's the subtleties. Matt wants, like, he wants it big. Is that what you're saying? Essentially, yeah. You want the Vegas scene from 2049. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The runner-up for best production design is... The Shape of Water. I know where this is going. The winner is Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Of course it is. Yes. One on the first round. Did it really? It did. Five wow. number one votes. I think I was the weirdo that had Phantom Thread in number one. I had Phantom Thread as number one, too. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. I'm still happy with Blade Runner as the winner. Y'all didn't think Blade Runner wasn't a little overdone? No. no. Not once. No. Really? All right, and I'm on my no. own island here. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if, if you try using that argument for every Blade Runner 2049 win here, Michael, you're going to lose. <laughs> this is the wrong. This is the wrong group to argue with. Yeah. Blade Runner 2049. I got to go to my post support group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right, guys. <laughs> one of the most competitive categories that we had was best film editing. The nominees oh, wow. were Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Get Out, I, Tanya, and The Shape of Water. I really hope Baby Driver takes it. I think we like Flashy. I think we'll. I think Baby Driver will be the winner. Yeah, Baby Driver uh, seems like the front runner here, but it could be Dunkirk. Who knows? Yeah, definitely Dunkirk. Uh, it's a good year for the category in general. I think uh, if you look at a lot of movies outside of the drama and action realm, comedy doesn't really get the spotlight for editing. But there was some really good work in Lady Bird this year. And how that Again, movie tells the story throughout the year. I actually, on a second viewing, was able to notice that a little bit more. And I, I too, agree. Uh, which, which, which is why, like, Get Out and Lady Bird both missing film editing at the Oscars is a little confusing to me in hindsight. Um, that three billboards uh, editing nomination at the Oscars is such a coattail nomination that I... Like, I, I just I just can't justify it. Yeah, that spells out a story for a while. So Lady Bird's great. And The Post is as thrilling as any movie I've ever seen. You know what? As much as I'm not, like, the biggest fan of The Post, I will say that of all the tech nominations in that film, that editing is fantastic. Yeah, Michael Kahn is, like, legend. Yep. All right. This went through four rounds of voting. The runner-up was Dunkirk. And the winner was Baby Driver. Nice. All right. Deserved. Yeah, very much. Edgar right. Wright would like our awards. I know. <laughs> he's got, so his film's got yeah. three wins. You know, yeah. he's pulling a, a Born Ultimatum oh, three, right now yeah. with us. <laughs> Best Cinematography was next. Nominees were Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. It's Blade Runner. If it's not, I'm resigning right now. <laughs> <laughs> and the runner-up for cinematography is The Shape of Water. And the winner is Hoyt Van Hoytema. Oh, wow. I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. It's Roger Deakins oh, for Blade Runner 2049. Everyone just hung up. I was so ready to would have been the only one left. <laughs> no, I mean, regardless of what I think of the movie, Deacons always does terrific work. Oh, did, so. did you guys see my post I did of like the collage of like all of his work? Yeah. I mean, like how this man does not have an Oscar yet is like, I almost Crazy. feel like they're going to pull a Emmanuel Lebesky with him and they're going to just give him like five Oscars in a row now for the next, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, well, it's interesting to look at what he has coming up and it's going to be in 2019. He has this movie, the goldfinch, which is based on a best-selling book. Uh, it seems like it could be Oscar bait and that, but not cinematography win Oscar bait. That well, sounds like it's more going to be in his, like the reader and uh, revolutionary road wheelhouse. Well, well, who's the director of that film? Uh, John Crowley, isn't it? Yeah, because what I've yeah. noticed with, with Deacons is like depending on who the director he's working with, um, that sometimes does influence the visual style of the film in many ways for what he goes for. And as a result, you can kind of I, I think I think we all when we heard that he was doing Blade Runner 2049 before we saw a trailer, a shot or anything like as soon as he was announced, I think we all were kind of like, oh, he's definitely getting a nomination for this. Because well, Brooklyn you know, was beautiful. I mean, I I, I think so. There's yeah, beautiful absolutely. shots in that. Oh, so maybe that director combination will be good. Mm -hmm. 
All right. Best cinematography was really interesting this year in that some of my favorites, like Phantom Thread, didn't have an actual cinematographer, yet you're still seeing beautiful photography. So it's like it still factors in. PTA is just a god. Like it's that, and uh, I know. I'm I'm surprised to see Call Me by Your Name didn't get more mentions this season because I think that's among the best of the year. The story for that is so fascinating too. Like how it was raining all the time and they only had yeah. certain hours of sunlight. Like that's fantastic. Yeah. And they had a fly on the camera lines. toward the end. Yeah. Hey, before we move on, I I went back and looked at my ballot and I I have to apologize. I don't know what I was thinking, but for best visual effects, I did rank War for the Planet of the Apes last. And oh, my I God. Have oh, no nice. idea. I have that no idea. Sense now. It, right. do, I, it doesn't make any sense to me why I ranked it there. So uh, I, I appreciate your, your bravery right now. For, <laughs> yeah, for well, I, I was totally like playing coy here. And then Daniel has to be all honest. But I had it fourth. So. Uh, why? <laughs> I really don't know why. I, I don't know why I ranked sure. it there. I didn't know DM? what to say. Explain yourself. <laughs> what I mean, I didn't know what to say. I'm just gonna let it go. But Daniel's honest, so. <laughs> All right, best original screenplay. The nominees Ooh. were The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. The same. This looks Oscar just five. like the Oscar lineup. God, yep. I love this category <laughs> for the Oscars, and I love it here so much. Every time you read every one of those names, I get chills. Awesome. So good. <laughs> Any of them could win, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, it was a first round win. Hmm. The runner up was Get Out. And the winner is Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Wonderful. Solid top two. Yes. Absolutely wonderful. It's probably our Oscar top two. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I actually will go a step further, and I I have recently changed my Oscar predictions. I think Greta Gerwig is going to win the whole thing. You do? Yeah, I have it split. I have her for screenplay. When the whole thing is just screenplay? or Screenplay, yeah. Screenplay and picture. No, no, no. Oh, I thought you meant a director. I just have it in screenplay right now. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Now, all right, anyway. Moving on to this category. Let's go. Best Adapted Screenplay. Nominees were Blade Runner 2049, Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. This one feels obvious. Yeah, this had to be a first round win. It went through four rounds of voting. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Really? I kid you not. Okay, so what would even be the maybe Molly's game is the uh, call me, uh, uh, what is it? Is what fighting artist? call me by your name? I don't know. Uh, all right, let us have I it. Don't, I hope this isn't going where I hope it's going. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's gonna have an aneurysm. <laughs> the top two. One of them is the runner-up. One of them is the winner. Call me by your name. And Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh, went where I thought. <laughs> What? So, but call me by your name. One, you're messing with us. Yeah, he's definitely screwing with us. He's just trying to build suspense. (laughs) (laughs) The runner-up is Blade Runner 2049. The winner is Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, Michael's about to like just lose his mind. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's gonna run run if I ranked it at six. There were six. It was five nominees. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he threw in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
But I mean, I, I was very surprised with the way that went. Uh, very surprised. I couldn't. I actually couldn't believe it. Um, at like, first, it's a fantastic. Let's screenplay. let's be honest. That is that's a director's movie. That is not a screenplay movie. Too. Yeah. It's. Uh, what are, are you? Are you disagreeing? Is a fantastic screenplay. It it does have like some. I don't know. It's some good petty parts. ideas. You, you could Harrison Ford many, many, many. said. I mean, like listen, let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just take solace in the fact that Call Me By Your Name won the category. Yes. <laughs> Here it is. Harrison Ford. He goes, years old. Uh, what was that line? He says something about sometimes to love someone, you have to not know them. That's a beautiful it's line. Oh, the, the, I ranked it last, and I'm not even sorry. <laughs> what do we Call think about Your Name was ranked last? No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. Blade Runner. Oh, okay. I think I ranked it last, too. No, you did not. I didn't. What did I have in last? Three. You had it at number three. Oh, it's because I haven't seen a couple. Of, I haven't seen Molly's game, so. Yeah, Molly's game was uh, your last pick. All righty. Uh, let's move on. Best debut director. We can get through this one very quickly. A round one win. <laughs> the nominees were uh, Koganada for Columbus, Dave McCary for Brigsby Bear, Jordan Peele for Get Out, and uh, Aaron Sorkin for Molly's game, and Matt Spicer for Ingrid Goes West. Coconada obviously won. Well, here's the here's the best <laughs> thing be about so um, our winners, guys, and this is the thing that um, I was very surprised by. Like I couldn't believe this, is that there was not a single winner, not a single one that got across the board ones from everyone. Um, there were two categories where there was one outlier, so this was one of them. There was one person that did not rank Mister Peel. For Get Out at number one, uh, the runner-up. <laughs> Who is it? Speak the, now. The runner-up was Aaron. This time. The runner-up was Aaron Sorkin for Molly's Game. All right, Jordan Peele wins the category for best debut director for Get Out. Um, I'm not going to say who it was, but actually, I kind of want to know because I'm nervous. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just move on to the next category. <laughs> what? I'm Daniel and sure. I were honest. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure I put Peel, but I don't really remember. <laughs> the person's not here to defend it. To defend it. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Best breakout performance. The nominees were Timothy Chalamet for Call Me by Your Name, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Vicky Kreeps for Phantom Thread, Brooklyn Prince for The Florida Project, and Paul Walter Hauser for I Tanya. So we had six <laughs> nominees here. This one feels obvious, but I have yeah. to tell you that Vicky keeps creeping into my brain. I mean, <laughs> I I just she's like, so the fantastic. more I think about that performance, I can't wait to see what she's doing next. She's so fantastic. Yeah, she's yeah. really great. But uh, I think we have to go with Timothy here. Yes, yeah. I think yeah. so. Round one win for Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. And the runner-up was Vicky Kreeps for Phantom Thread. Nice. Great. All right. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I just saw Call Me By Your Name for a second time yesterday, and nice. I think that's the performance of the year overall. Yeah. He's so He's great. really <laughs> something else. And it's a very physical performance. I don't think that it gets talked about enough. So, Michael, did people get up during the credits? One woman got up. Did you tell right her to sit her ass down? By her face, <laughs> but I think she saw it once before. I don't know why you would the, leave during I that I don't scene. care. Did you tell her to sit her ass down? <laughs> I would love uh, to be just like in the theater. Enough. 
I would just love to be in the theater with Deanne went watching Courtney by the name and somebody gets up in the credits and Deanne just stands up and is like, sit the fuck down. It's like that like, scene in um, Glengarry Glenn Ross where he's like, put that coffee down. Just Deanne's like, put your ass down. I said, what is wrong with you people? And I said it loud and my husband was really embarrassed. <laughs> like, sit down. Anyway. What is wrong with you? Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. Best voiceover performance. The nominees were Will Arnett for the Lego Batman movie, Benjamin Bratt for Coco, Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game, Anthony Gonzalez for Coco, and Andy Serkis for War for the Planet of the Apes. So I'll go I love that here. Benjamin Bratt got in here for Coco. That, that's a really great voice performance. And the way that he, like, between his singing and just, like, this deep voice that he has, you almost buy into this character who later has a twist that comes up. I'm almost surprised Gael did not get in for Coco. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised it was Anthony Gonzalez instead. Hmm. Okay. We went through four rounds of voting on this one, guys. The runner-up was Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game. And the winner is Andy Serkis for War for the Planet of the Apes. Appropriate. Yeah. yeah I will surprised. admit Circus wasn't in my like initial group of nominations because I didn't know that counted. <laughs> Actually, I felt I felt the same way about Jessica Chastain. Um, when I saw that on everybody else's ballots, I was like, how the hell did I miss that? You know what I mean? Because um, she yeah. would have easily have been on my ballot for it. So. The second I saw Circus, I was like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> but I feel like it, it really isn't fair with her because she's also on screen a lot. It's not just a voiceover performance. Ah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say to that. I, I think both of those are worthy runner-up and winners in this category, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and if you want to look at it as Andy Serkis is not nominated in Best Actor, um, if you want to just look at it as, a, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're throwing him a bone somewhere. You know what I mean? That, I mean, that's as that's the way I look at some of these, uh, you know, other performance categories, you know, like the breakout performance, voiceover performance. You know what I mean? Yeah. As for Chastain, going back a few years, would anyone have put DiCaprio in the mix for Wolf of Wall Street? Ooh. Because that is voiceover, even though he's on screen for the movie. A lot of it is him talking. I would have done it just for the line delivery of Betty fucking Hanna. Why, why, why? (laughs) I would have done it just for that. (laughs) Uh, All right. Best youth performance. The nominees were McKenna Grace for Gifted, Daphne Keene for Logan, Brooklyn Prince for The Florida Project, Militiant Simmons for Wonderstruck, Jacob Tremblay for Wonder, and Finn Wolfhard for It. If Brooklyn doesn't win this, I'm going to quit right here, right now. (laughs) I think she's going to win. I mean, the pancake, the breakfast scene alone is my favorite part. I would like to see uh, Brooklyn Prince and Reynolds Woodcock go into a restaurant together and order off the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Just some buttering of toast. and. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when I said to you guys before that there were only two categories where uh, somebody got all the number ones except for one person? Well, yes. this is that second category. The runner-up <laughs> was Daphne Keene for Logan and the winner was Brooklyn Prince for the Florida Project. There was only one outlier that did not give her the number one vote. And who is it? Are we shaming them? No, because I actually don't know. 
um, actually. Yeah. I, I have the numbers listed, uh, but I don't have, like, whose number it is. The only reason why I know Will's is because Will's was last, and I know mine because I was first. And I know Michael's because anything where Blade Runner 2049 is ranked fifth. <laughs> uh, it's 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 a uh, it's me. I didn't have her ranked first. Oh, <laughs> okay. Wow. Logan. Daphne. Yeah, I had Daphne. Yeah, I, had Daphne I love that we had it in here. You all know that I'm a huge fan of that. Made my top ten, so I love that. And I really do. I am excited about Mil- Millicent Simmons. She was really good in Wonderstruck, and I think she hopefully will continue to do some good stuff. Well, she's going to be in uh, uh, the, uh, the Quiet John, Place. Yes, John Krasinski's film. So oh. great. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Nice. Okay. Yeah, she's the daughter. In that. All right. We're heading in now into uh, some big categories here. Best Supporting Actress time. Nominees were Mary J. Blige from Mudbound, Holly Hunter for The Big Sick, Allison Janney, I, Tanya, Leslie Manville for Phantom Dread, and Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. This one's so hard. I bet Mary J. Blige is last for us. I'm surprised she made it in to begin with. I didn't think she had that many fans within our group. Right. I had a hard time with this one. I don't even like I what did I too. <laughs> In retrospect, I think I would change it. I bet it'll be between the two Oscar front runners. Yeah. But I'm very glad to see Leslie Manville in here. The runner-up for Best Supporting Actress is Leslie Manville for Phantom Threat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Kick a fight wow. with me. Yeah. You won't come out alive. And the winner... On the first round of voting is Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Thank God. Thank goodness. Guys, I am very proud of all of you for ranking Leslie Manville as high as you all did. I'm very proud of you. She was great. I had her fifth, honestly. I I love Phantom Thread. I wasn't a big fan of her performance. Oh, you shut right up. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you fuck off? (laughs) <laughs> the memes that that movie has created like they're, they're so useful on twitter both of those lines it's great i love and then it. also the reynolds line like you came here to ruin my life right yeah. like that is I going to live on into eternity yeah <laughs> but uh speaking of laurie metcalf for a moment i saw ladybird for a third time this past week and one of the things i had always wanted to pay attention to in seeing it there's just not enough time on screen though is uh, reading the letter that laurie metcalf writes to Ladybird toward the end. And somebody online went, I guess, paused the screener that they had and typed out the letter. And it really gives you a oh. whole nother layer of depth to what that movie is and what the character is. Yeah, that's and I, saw, I suggest looking it up because it's absolutely beautiful. I don't remember who the tweet was from, but I saw one that said Laurie Metcalf's Oscar reel should just be her reaction when Lucas Hedges says um, she said she lives on the wrong side of the tracks. Exactly. Right. That's, that's the beauty of her performance. She conveys yeah. so much, just like a little glance. I, 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 feel I the think pain. the glance moment that's uh, her most brilliant moment is when um, I, I think it's when she says she loves her, and then uh, Search is like, "Yeah, but do you like me?" And she yeah. like just <laughs> like gives her this so look. Good. I don't I, know. The one take in the car like ruins me. Every oh time. my god! Brought me to tears the first time I saw it. I remember yeah. right then and there because I wasn't a hundred percent sure while watching it, but I remember uh, seeing it at NYFF. And when that scene came on, I was like, "She is getting the Oscar nomination." The it, the, the performance just kind of like came full circle at that point for me, and I was like, the, yeah. the, "She's undeniable." Um, yeah. yeah, I'm so glad to give her the win because she doesn't do film very often. Mm-hmm. She mostly stays on stage and does television appearances. So to see her here and just thrive really makes me happy. All right, everybody. 
Best Supporting Actor Time. We had six nominees for this one. Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project. Army Hammer, Call Me By Your Name. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ray Romano for The Big Sick. And Patrick Stewart for Logan. Can I just say, I think Michael Shannon is way better than Jenkins in The Shape of Water. Get out of here. Uh, really? No way. Yeah. I didn't think Shannon was like over the top and goofy. Not, a, not at all. Oh my I, goodness. I, I, okay. Is, uh, I can get Shannon with, is so good. <laughs> it's he is good. I actually think for like a villain, even though it is over the top, he. I love that his character like is really, I think, rounded out really well. He has like a full yeah. story arc, which yeah. is really great. But oh my God, it's just that moment with Jenkins and when she's signing and he's and he's mm-hmm. speaking what That's, she's saying. Don't get me wrong, Jenkins is fantastic in the movie, but my God, Shannon is so good. Yeah, yeah. That's another performance, Richard Jenkins. But it's the glances on his face when he's in the diner. Yeah, and yeah. everything that happens with him, you feel so much empathy for that character. Yeah. Just like- Again, um, and then I, I, I will still say I hate that Stuhlberg's not on this list. I just have such yeah. a hard time with that. Well, at least Army Hammer made it in. Any of them. really deserve more <laughs> love this season. Yeah. All right, it's everybody. Finally, a performance that knows how to use his talents in the right way. Yeah, and I, I, I do think, I know people say it was just one scene for him, but I disagree with that. Because that last scene for Stuhlberg and Call Me By Your Name worked because of the rest of the performance. I, I still think it worked because of the writing. Uh, that's just me, though. All right. I mean, Stuhlbarg's a god. This went through three rounds of voting. I'm going to reveal the top three because there was a tie in the runner-up position. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And Ray Romano for The Big What? What? That's a nice surprise. That is very nice. So, anyone want to guess who the winner is of those three? Rockwell. Yeah, it's got to be. I think it's Jenkins. The winner for Best Supporting Actor from the MVP Film Awards for 2017 is Sam Rockwell in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. All right. Congratulations to the two runners-up. I was not expecting uh, it to go the way it did, and that was a very pleasant surprise. (laughs) Yeah, more Willem Dafoe. Yeah, Once yeah. again, his hopes get dashed. And Ray Romano, that's perfect. The All for the giraffe joke, right? <laughs> Eyeballs on me. My, my favorite Ray Romano <laughs> moment in the whole movie is still when he's like doing the, the word game with him. And he's like, yeah, so you would win. <laughs> <laughs> I like when he talks about the tuna. That's <laughs> yeah, <the tuna> <laughs> <sighs> actress. The bloodbath category. Uh-huh. The nominees were Jessica Chastain from Molly's Game, Sally Hawkins, The Shape of Water, Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Margot Robbie and I, Tanya, and Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. So I have a question about this category. What the hell happened? What the hell happened to the best performance of the year? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's, That's like the glorious five. <laughs> Why is Meryl Streep off this list? What in the world happened? Because we're horrible people, Michael. Now, I get not liking the post. That's fine. Do whatever you think. But that performance is undeniable. Up there with the very best work she has ever done. I I hope she was a very close number six because there's no other explanation to what happened. I'll be honest. I don't think I had Meryl Streep at all in the nominations. (laughs) You did see the movie, didn't you? Yeah, I've seen it. 
Oh, God. There were only <laughs> two people that voted for her for nominations of, of the nine of us. We know I, exactly who the two are, too. <laughs> she would be close for me, though. Michael, I'll support you in that. She carried that movie. She was absolutely the best part. But I just, I, I just failed to see what's so special about Chastain and Robbie oh, alone. Really? Robbie yeah, is I, I don't, I don't amazing. Like Robbie's performance in the courtroom at the end is absolutely incredible. It's a good moment, but it's not for a two-hour movie. I wow. think what Michael is saying is that we all have that young woman bias. Mm. Mm. <laughs> really, because a, last I, I checked, I only two of the nominees here, here Margot and Sasha. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, this went through four rounds of voting. And the top two are Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water and Frances McDormand in Three Billboards. So I'm going to ask everybody now, who's the winner? Sally. I think it's Sally, actually. Um, Francis. I think this is... Going Sally as well. The runner-up is Sally Hawkins in The Shape hmm. of Water, and the winner is Francis McDormand in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. She's really good in it. There's no denying it. Yeah. I mean, I even even people actress. who hate the movie yeah, will will agree that she's fantastic in it, you know? Yeah. I'm just uh, always happy to see Does that mean she's our Oscar winner? I don't know. I think Maybe. so. I really I think hate that we've all kind of come to this point now where it's like whoever wins BAFTA is winning the Oscar. And it's like <laughs> Francis has won SAG and Golden Globe. It, like that's not enough. But just I, I, I think people yeah. are just so flaky on three billboards that they're not ready to call anything a done deal for it. You know what I mean? Well, I think I think, like you said, people who hate the movie even respect her performance. Like I'm, I'm a little shaky on Rockwell just because a lot of the hate is directed at his character. For the win, but uh, nobody's really mad about Frances McDormand's character, from what I get. Right, agreed. Yeah, I mean, she didn't rank in fifth on anyone's uh, ballots, so you know that's ultimately why she won in the end. I mean, neither did so Sally. Neither did Sally either. It was just a matter of uh, the other placements and how the votes got distributed in the end. But of course, with the Academy, you know, they're just voting by Plural. in the non-bus. Right. Yeah, it's just whoever gets the most votes for mm-hmm. non-best picture categories. So it'll definitely be. I definitely think it's between those two. I I, I don't buy the Sersha surge. I really don't. I, it, and like I said though, it, I I really hate that it's just come down to Bafta because it's like if Sersha or Sally wins Bafta, that's going to be enough to sway people into thinking it's either one of them or Francis. You know what I mean? So yeah. Anyways, best actor in a leading role. Nominees were Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, James Franco, The Disaster Artist, Jake Gyllenhaal for Stronger, and Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour. Very happy with the Gyllenhaal love. Yes. First round. The winner. And the runner-up. The runner-up is Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name, and the winner is Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour. Wow. Yeah, I thought we wow. could have given it to Chalamet here. I thought I we were in for a surprise. Oh. Yeah. I cannot argue with Oldman at all. He's terrific. Uh, actually, do we? Yeah, we have Will Mavity to thank for the Gary Oldman win. Good job, Will. Do I, yeah, do I need to apologize? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just that he had four number ones, and then Will cast the final fifth number one to make him win in the, fifth, uh, the first round, basically. Mm-hmm. And there was just no way at that point. Daniel Day-Lewis had to be third, right? 
Uh, the one who came in third was actually, yes, Daniel Day-Lewis. And we're not going to talk about, uh, you know, what's his face. Anyway, mm-hmm. best ensemble. Nominees were Get Out, Lady Bird, Mudbound, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards. This one's like screenplay for me. It's so hard. <laughs> like balancing all, like, they're all good. Yeah, this uh, was a very strong year for ensembles. So really much is. so that some of you might be surprised to know I didn't even vote for The Post. What? Oh, wow. wow. It was a really good year for ensembles. It really was. I, I, I This is why I think the SAG ensemble stat is failing this year, and I, I actually have Shape of Water winning Best Picture, because I do agree that it was such a good year for ensembles that something had to be left off at SAG. Right. You know? So... And considering how much have... we love the movie, I was surprised that the Big Sick didn't make it into our ensemble lineup. Right, mm. or Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean those are two like, like those are two huge ones. And then, like I mean, we said, I... we also have the Post. I mean, yeah, this is this is a very stacked category in the end. This was this. I was like a great that we year. put Mudbound in. Though. Yeah, Mudbound. Yeah, Mudbound. I didn't love Mudbound as a film, but the way that the cast works together is really the definition of what an ensemble should be. Absolutely. Okay, guys, went through three rounds of voting. We have two runner-ups and a winner. The top three are Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, The Shape of Water, and Lady Bird. So, the winner is... Guesses? Shape of Water. I think say Lady Bird. I'm going to say Lady Bird, too. Yeah. The winner is Lady Bird for Best Ensemble. Well-deserved. That's awesome. Now I'm sad I didn't vote for it. <laughs> and that ensemble goes really deep, too, because you have people like Stephen Henderson in two or three scenes. So yep. great. Tracy Letts like, and Lucas Hedges scene. So yeah. good. Ugh. I Timothy love when Stephen Henderson Chalamet. is sitting with <laughs> Timothy. Hella tight. That's hella tight. Hella tight. <laughs> <laughs> Moments Feldstein. like when Stephen Henderson is sitting with Beanie Feldstein and goes, they didn't understand it. They didn't <laughs> understand it. Uh, so good. Did anyone see that? Uh, it, it's I think it's been deleted now, but they took like the sex scene from The Shape of Water or from um, Call Me by Your Name when the camera pans away, and then after a second, they put in the audio from Timothy Chalamet and <laughs> Lady Bird, where he just goes, "That's hella tight." <laughs> <laughs> good God! No, I haven't seen that, but that's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, best director. Nominees, Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele, Get Out, Denis Villeneuve, Blade Runner 2049. Yay, Denis. Okay, nobody can say that the last three years of that man's career have not been astounding. I'll even go as far to say his entire career. Well, yes. But But, he made a good movie. No, yeah, the past three, I agree with you, Dan, just like stellar. Unbelievable. He's had a film every year since 2013. That's crazy. So it's solid. Unreal. All right. I have. I would say Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, but y'all weirdos are going to pick del Toro. This I did not go with del Toro. True wow. to himself and making the movie he wanted to make 100%. This went through three rounds of voting. And the top three were Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk and Denis Villeneuve for Blade Runner 2049. Oh, nice. I have a bad feeling that Denis wins, which it was perfectly fine, but he does not deserve the win here. 
Not for the not for Blade Runner. Body of Work is a different story, but yes. Mm. Well, I thought it would be Greta Gerwig, but now hearing the top three, I think it's going to be Guillermo. The winner for Best Director is Guillermo del Toro for The Shape yeah. of Water. All right. I think that's our Oscar winner. Saying it now. UGAs yep. are tonight. I was going to say DGA predictions. Uh, are we all in agreement, Guillermo? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Nobody's predicting but I don't a think surprise. it's going to be totally easy. For the record, too, if there is a surprise and it's not Guillermo, whoever wins DGA is winning the Oscar. I'm um, calling like like literally if Greta Gerwig wins DGA tonight, like I I don't care. I'm I'm picking her all the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> unless if you want to argue to me that Guillermo still wins director and, and it's just a signal that Lady Bird is winning Best Picture. I I don't know. What if Martin McDonough wins? Oh, then three Billboard is <laughs> definitely winning Best. <laughs> then Picture. you're gonna predict oh. him for Best Director. I would be fine. All I know is that we've been conditioned in the past to think that the season is going one way and then DGA just changes everything. Um, the boyhood Birdman year, the King's speech social network year. DGA just has that, has that ability. So anyway, Guillermo del Toro, the shape of water, best director from the MVP film awards. Congratulations. All right. Now let's have some like real fun. I love this. This is where we uh, get into now the films that some of them are nominated for best picture. Some of them are not. And this is where we kind of give uh, some of those films uh, that, that were not their proper due. Best Overlooked Film. Nominees were Brad Status, Brigsby Bear, Columbus, A Ghost Story, It Comes at Night, and Mother. Oh, I'm so was so Mother really an overlooked film, or was it just the people, a film that people didn't like? I think that I think the it, way that it, people maybe interpreted Overlooked was like, the reaction was so negative that people need to give it a second look. <laughs> Well, it also yeah. felt like it, it really kind of came and went, too. Like, people hated it for a week, and then it was nobody talked about it anymore. And then elements of it, like Jennifer Lawrence's performance got overlooked, I think, because of yeah. kind of the didn't, mixed Didn't reactions. get overlooked by the Razzies. No, it didn't, and I thought that was completely That was bullshit. stupid. That, that's yeah. really, that's I mean, true bullshit. you got to be kidding me, <laughs> like, in comparison to some of the bad stuff out there. But, so I'm um, very, oh, sorry, Dan. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I'm very... Uh, pleased to see the scariest movie I've ever seen on this list. Columbus. Uh, it is called Brad Status. <laughs> <laughs> so I had I was going to ask about that one. I everyone likes that. Who Can likes I ask that? who else voted for that besides <laughs> Brad Status? Name? Is in my top oh, fifteen of the year. Oh that wow, it's great in a way that was totally, totally too Gosh. close to home. Um, that's really funny. I just would have, I would take Meyerowitz stories and Ben Stiller and Meyerowitz stories any day over that. I, I, I just, literally chalked, the and I, and I talked about this, I chalked yeah. Brad's status up to white people's problems, the movie, and I, the world has white people there and is they have some problems. whining about not getting first class that, that is a little grating. It is just something that, right or wrong, it's a human thing that people experience. I mean, this is what, this is life. This is what people go through. This is like, you might have it good, but you're always just pushing a little bit further to try to get what you don't have. If a ghost Great. story doesn't win here, I'm quitting. <laughs> this went through four rounds of voting. No, actually, I lied. Five rounds of voting. Wow. The runner-up is Brad's status. Wow. wow. All right. That is crazy. Good. My work is done. 
How? Uh, <laughs> that means Mother Brigsby and a ghost story. Two of those are missing. I'm going to lose my mind. The winner is... Should I shout it? Because of the exclamation mark? Mother! That is Mother. Mm-hmm. So good. Such a good film. Would anybody see that movie again? Yeah, I oh, God, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah. I, I thought it was well done. I just, could just never bring myself to sit through it again. Well, because there's all these crazy layers to it. So I, I, think I loved appreciating the cinematography on a second viewing of just how up close and tight the camera is. And I also just love seeing it glide through the house. Like I, I watched yeah. it from a craft perspective as opposed to the first time where it was like, I'm trying to understand the story. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. And like my emotions were more involved in the first viewing. Second viewing right. was all about craft. The sound work in mother is incredible. It or really it's just even the different, like looking at it from the allegory lens or looking at it yep. from sort of the feminism lens, which is there for sure. And then looking at it from the tortured artist, like, I don't know, there's just a bunch of different ways to view it. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool mm-hmm. movie. Now, as for a ghost story, I saw people on Twitter arguing about it being pretentious. I just wanted to know what, what people think about that. Do we feel like that film is pretentious? Absolutely not. It was my number no. one choice. Yeah, apparently they're saying that that my favorite part, well, one of my favorite parts when the um, hipster gives his monologue, which is kind of funny, is um, one of the most pretentious scenes of the year. I mean, he's, I love that he's talking about I love the it truth too. that we're <laughs> all going to just fade away and there'll be absolutely nothing one day and our legacy and everything that we've strived our entire lives for will be meaningless. I, I, I think it's a, I think it's a beautiful film, but like in that very existential kind of way. And I just think that some people... I, I think I think it's some for some people maybe just a little too much in terms of its pacing. Yeah. Um, you know, Rooney Mauer eating a pie for six minutes, but it's not going to work well with mainstream audiences. No, no, definitely oh, no. not. It, you guys, it is so funny to read the reviews of people who just don't have they can't connect to this film at all. And they're just saying things like, "I don't understand." A three year old just put a sheet on somebody, and he just walks around. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help that that person is Casey Affleck either. And I think that there is uh, a, a part of, you know, everybody who doesn't like the film. I think some of that maybe kind of bleeds in a little bit, their feelings on Casey Affleck. So uh, one more comment about Mother before we move on mm-hmm. is that even though I never want to see it again, though I did like it, it would make a great double feature with Phantom Thread. I yeah. completely agree with you. The lives of those two directors are really on display here it's amazing this was the year of the tortured artist uh if Their you want if you want to have a, a triple feature uh and have some levity with disaster artists maybe after those two films okay. <laughs> all right best sci-fi horror film nominees were blade runner 2049 get out it mother and star wars the last jedi <laughs> i think Obviously, we all have to be in yeah. agreement here the runner up is get out and the winner Whoa. is blade runner 2049 ridiculous well, you would have had get out get out had four number ones blade runner 2049 had five on the first round of voting i will oh. say something interesting i just like released my or matt put out my top 10 and four of these films are in my top 11 which is crazy yeah i think i have a genre bias i think those first four are my top four matt are you happy that i don't have the jungle book on this year very <laughs> <laughs> Very. Oh my god, yeah, you said the jungle is scary. Jesus. <laughs> Wait, what There's is no jungle book and no neon room? demon this year. And it's no, a very different field. And no my god. What is the scariest movie of this year, Michael? Brad Status? 
<laughs> no joke. <laughs> Best horror film, Brad status. Scared the ever-living shit out of me. <laughs> Last year, Michael was like, and uh, for best action film, I have La La Land. <laughs> Our friend Mike Vermette can't defend himself, so I won't go into too much, but somebody thought La La Land was absolutely hysterical. The comedy of the year, I remember that. <laughs> Speaking of that category. Best comedy film is next. Nominees Segways. were The Big Sick, The Disaster Artist, I, Tanya, Lady Bird, and Logan Lucky. You know what? It was very interesting to vote in this category because Lady Bird, I love, and uh, I ended up voting for it as my favorite comedy. But if we were just talking about the movies that I'd laughed the most during, I would say The Disaster Artist. I, I would agree with you, Michael. In terms of like Lady Bird and Big Sick, some of it was a little more subtle. Not right, as they're the much best li- movies, but right. in terms of the funniest. Yeah, I was I laughed really hard at Disaster Artist. But I also think Logan Lucky is really charming. I'm glad that we got that on there. The runner up is the big sick, and the winner is Ladybird. There we nice. go. All right. All right. Best action film nominees are Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Logan, War for the Planet of the Apes, and Wonder Woman. Guys, this is this was tough. Uh, this went through yeah. four rounds of voting, and I, for the life of me, I don't know how you all chose to rank yours, but man, oh man, did I have trouble with this one. Okay. It was easy for me, but I have a feeling I'm losing. The runner-up for best action film is Dunkirk. And the winner for best action film of 2017 is Logan. Yay. <sighs> no comment. Oh. Best Documentary. Nominees are Bright Lights, City of Ghosts, Faces Places, Icarus, and Jane. This is the part now where I ask all of you, how many of these have you actually seen? (laughs) I have seen two of them. I would like to see three, but Faces Places hasn't made its way to my area yet. Mm -hmm. All right. Probably seen all five. The runner-up is Bright Lights. Mm. And the winner is Icarus. Good. Really? Did somebody yeah. just say they've seen all five of these? I have, yeah. Oh, nice. Well done. Good for you. Tommy Barcanero probably had, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he yeah, had it, seen all of them. Icarus is one of the craziest movies I have it's crazy. ever seen. It's, it's so timely, too. And Yeah. Yeah. And Bright Lights. So that's just such a nice nomination here. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful documentary. Best foreign language film. Nominees were BPM, Beats Per Minute, A Fantastic Woman, First They Killed My Father, Raw, and The Square. So has everyone seen Raw? I haven't yeah. seen Raw. God, it's amazing. Dude, Raw made me want to go back to college so badly. <laughs> it, I'm not kidding. It made me so nostalgic. <laughs> you had a weird four years in college, it sounds like. <laughs> veterinary school. Oh, my God. It's such a crazy movie. Four rounds of voting. The runner-up was Raw. Okay. And the winner is BPM Beats Per Minute. Yay! BPM is so good. I can't wait to see that. I need to see all of these because the four foreign films that I did see in the past year were all Israeli films that didn't make it into our nominations. So lots of catching up to do. Best Animated Film. The nominees were The Boss Baby, Cars 3, Coco, The Lego Batman Movie, and Loving Vincent. 
do people really like the boss baby? Like yeah, I, that makes I me thought it was hysterical. And I think it actually is the runner up behind Coco for the Oscar in a few weeks. No. That's oh, disgusting. Yeah. No, I, think I think people really I haven't even think seen that movie is as funny as I do. <laughs> Plus DreamWorks, like they have all their people who are gonna vote for it. You think everyone's gonna go gravitate toward like the breadwinner or loving Vincent? Jesus, there was like Maybe. such like spite in that statement. <laughs> No, do I you really, really think they're going to do this? Do you? <laughs> All right. The runner-up is the Lego Batman movie. The winner is Coco. Lego Batman. All right. Two categories left, everybody. Two left. The next one was literally the toughest one because there was absolutely no agreement whatsoever on a winner. It, there was a very easy number 10 for me and Matt. This is the category known as Worst Picture of the Year. There were 10 nominees, Baywatch, The Book of Henry, The Circle, Downsizing, The Emoji Movie, Geostorm, The Greatest mm. Showman, The Mummy, <laughs> The That's Snowman, Will and, all the way. <laughs> and Transformers, The Last Night. So it's so funny because I, I, I saw all the comments from our fans and everybody was like saying, Eight of these movies are totally right to be here. Two of them, like, what the hell are you guys thinking? And those two were Downsizing and The Greatest Showman. Yeah, I like Downsizing quite a bit, even if it's a little sloppy at times. I was surprised to see it on our worst picture list. Oh, yeah, I'm same. sorry. that That's my fault then, I guess. that That is my worst movie of the year. I, I thought the first hour of Downsizing was among the best stuff I've seen in 2017. But the rest of it just wasn't as tight as it could be. All right, Even guys. more amusing was that my actual worst picture of the year ended up on our best picture list. But so, like the crazy later. thing about this like category is not a single film got more than two number ones out of people. Um, I mean, this was literally the most spread out and all over the place as far as everyone's preference. I mean, it was it was literal insanity. It went through a, a record nine rounds of voting. Wow. And the runner-up was Baywatch. <laughs> the winner for the worst film of 2017 is The Snowman. The Snowman, <laughs> which I just watched. It is so weird. Val Kilmer in that movie is so weird. There's <laughs> the poster for that. But the thing is, I think that film is going to remain iconic for some time because of their marketing campaign. The Mr. Police, I gave you all the clues, <laughs> is still just turned into so many jokes on Twitter. I mean, it's weird because usually really bad films will be forgotten. I think people are going to remember The Snowman for some time. Oh, which... it's going to have a – I think it will have a cult following. I think you're totally right because it is so wacky. And you have all of these, like, talented people in it. And you're just wondering why nobody said, like, what the hell is going on? So weird. Um, I didn't see a lot of these, though. I didn't see Transformers, Emoji, Mummy, or Geostorm, I have to say. The Mummy, I think uh, The Snowman is objectively a worse movie. But The Mummy made me the most angry uh, oh. of any movie this year just because it was it had potential to be something interesting or different. And it was just so bad. Yeah. And for the record, I know that there is hatred on this team for The Greatest Showman, but that is not the worst movie of the year. I'm no, sorry. Not Agreed. by any means. <laughs> I don't like it at all, but I wouldn't say it's a total train wreck deserving to be on the worst of list. Like when you see it's these other a, nominees, yeah. I, I don't know how that's the worst film. Like for me, it's a two-star movie, but 
of that. Remember, I don't see like Transformers or the Snowman, so I'm sure there's a thing. I, I think when I will admit this about myself that it's t- tough for me sometimes when I'm picking the worst of the year because usually it has to do with my expectations mm. being thrown off so much. Well, so that explains but, downsizing. Right. So downsizing to me of Alexander Payne, all the people involved, I think, you know, kind of, I, and I know this is not objective of me, but that I think sometimes that plays into me ranking it lower than something that I didn't necessarily expect to be good. And that's okay. Cause these are not objective uh, uh, awards, you know, these are what, these are awards that were subjectively voted by you guys. Uh, and then we just tallied them up to create these nominees in the end. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Fuck the snowman. <laughs> Guys, we have made it to the end. The final category. The 10 nominees for Best Picture from the NBP Film Awards for 2017 are The Big Sick, Blade Runner 2049, Call Me By Your Name, The Florida Project, Get Out, Lady Bird, Logan, Mother, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Well, All right. What do we think wins here? Does yeah. anyone want to make a prediction? Yeah, anybody? I think Lady Bird's going to take it based think, on what I've been reading with her top tens posted to the site. Yeah. yeah, and also it seems, you know, from that mock preferential ballot the internet did this week, it ended up coming out on top. I think Lady Bird, too. The runners up, there was a tie, were The Shape of Water and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. And the winner for Best Picture for 2017 from the MPP Film Awards is... Lady Bird. Yeah. All right. Well deserved. It won on the first round. Nice. Wow. We have excellent taste. Yes. <laughs> so to recap uh, really quickly, the breakdown for the winners um, are leading the way with five wins, Lady Bird. Ooh. Blade Runner 2049 walks away with four wins. Baby Driver and Call Me By Your Name win three and Darkest Hour, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri get two each. The film with the most runner-up mentions was The Shape of Water with seven. Guys, good job. Anybody upset? Not at all. I'm not upset with the winners. I would have liked to see a little bit more love for things like The Post and a few other titles. But For for the record, The Post did not get a single nomination. (laughs) I see where you're coming from there. I, I definitely do. Now, the question on my mind is, did the uh, community of Next Best Picture come through for the post with with their nominations? Um, they better have. We have now arrived <laughs> to the point where I am going to officially announce, voted on by the community of Next Best Picture, the first ever NBP Film Community Awards nominations. Oh, I'm so excited, guys. Here we go. Voted by the fans. First category, Best Original Song. The nominees are Evermore, Beauty and the Beast. Mystery of Love, Call Me By Your Name. Visions of Gideon, Call Me By Your Name. Remember Me from Coco. And Mighty River from Mudbound. Same as our uh, original five. Best Original Score. Nominees are Blade Runner 2049. Darkest Hour. Yeah. Dunkirk. Phantom Thread and The Shape of Water. Wow. Two differences. Mm Mm-hmm. Best Visual Effects, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. 
Best sound editing and best sound mixing, once again, the same five. Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. Best makeup and hairstyling. Darkest Hour. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. Hmm. I, Tanya, Logan, and The Shape of Water. And if, by the way, if anybody has any comments or anything like that, feel free to, you know, So they say, left out Beauty and the Beast, right? Yeah, yes, Thank they God. did. <laughs> if you want to give our readers some kudos anywhere, uh, please feel free to shout them out. I want to give out. kudos for acknowledging Guardians. Yeah, we that's and that's the Academy stubbed that this year. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's some great makeup work. Best costume design. Beauty and the Beast. I, Tanya. Phantom wow. Thread. The Shape of Water and Wonder Woman. So we had the same five, except uh, we had Darkest Hour. The fans voted I Tanya. Very inspired choice there. I got to give I you love credit. that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Best production design: Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, and The Shape of Water. So they didn't have Star Wars. No. Did you say Star Wars? Nope. Okay. Uh, best film editing. Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, Get Out, and The Shape of Water. No, I, Tanya. Hmm. Best Cinematography, Blade Runner 2049, Call Me By Your Name. Ah, there it is. All right. Fantastic. Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Well done. Best original screenplay, The Big Sick, Get Out, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Seems to be like the the unified five, you know, amongst most people. Best adapted screenplay, Blade Runner 2049, Call Me By Your Name, The Disaster Artist, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. So that matches with us, too. Mm -hmm. Best Debut Director, Kogonada for Columbus, William Oldroyd for Lady Macbeth, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Aaron Sorkin for Molly's Game, and Matt Spicer for Ingrid Goes West. No Dave McCary for Brigsby Bear. It's a bummer. I chalked that up to most people not having seen it. I haven't seen Lady Macbeth yet. I gotta get on that. Lady Macbeth is a deserved one. Best Breakout Performance, Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out, Daphne Keene for Logan, Barry Keoghan for The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and Brooklyn Prince for The Florida Project. Best Voiceover Performance, Will Arnett for The Legal Batman Movie, Zach Galifianakis for The Legal Batman Movie, Anthony Gonzalez for Coco, Gael Garcia Bernal for Coco, and Andy Serkis for War for the Planet of the Apes. Mm. No really Chastain. No really Chastain. Five would just be all Lego Batman people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Best youth performance: Daphne Keene and Logan, Sophia Lillis in It, Brooklyn Prince, The Florida Project, An Seo Hyun for Okja. Oh, yeah, that's Oh, nice. And Jacob Tremblay for Wonder. Hmm. Best Supporting Actress, 
Tiffany Haddish for Girls Trip. Holly Hunter, The Big Sick. Allison Janney for I, Tanya. Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. And Lori Metcalf for Ladybird. Hell yeah. They left Wise out. They did. Best Supporting Actor. Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project. Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water. Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Patrick Stewart and Logan. Yeah. And Michael Stuhlbarg for Call Me By Your Name. Oh, I love it. Best Actress. Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. Jennifer Lawrence in Mother. Oh, sweet. Frances McDormand, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie in I, Tanya. And Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. Oh, uh, I was hoping Meryl was going to show up for Michael. I, I do feel for Michael. I really do. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. the thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> Best lead actor, Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name. Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread. James Franco for The Disaster Artist. Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. And Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. Best Ensemble. Get Out. Ladybird, Mudbound, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Best Director, Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water, Greta Gerwig for Ladybird, Christopher Nolan in Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, and Denny Villeneuve for Blade Runner 2049. Just chugging along here. Best, now we get into the interesting categories. Yep, Best Overlooked Film. Columbus, A Ghost Story, Good Time. Mm, that's a good one. The Killing of a Sacred Deer, and Wind River. Yeah, mm. good picks. Best Sci-Fi Horror Film, Blade Runner 2049, Get Out, It, Mother, and The Shape of Water. Best Comedy Film. The Big Sick, The Disaster Artist, Girls Trip, I, Tanya, and Ladybird, Best Action Film, Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Logan, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Wonder Woman. Best Documentary, City of Ghosts, Faces Places, Icarus, Jane, and Strong Island. Best Foreign Language Film, BPM beats per minute. First, they killed my father. Loveless. Raw. And the square. Best animated film. The breadwinner. Coco. The Lego Batman movie. Loving Vincent. And your name. <laughs> Worst picture voted by the fans of Next Best Picture. Baywatch. The Circle, The Emoji Movie, Fifty Shades Darker, Justice League, Mother, hmm. Aww. Wow. The Mummy, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, The Snowman, and Transformers The Last Night. And finally, the 10 nominees for Best Picture voted by the community of Next Best Picture for the first ever MVP Film Community Awards are... 
Blade Runner 2049, Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, The Florida Project, Get Out, I, Tanya, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Good job, everybody. Good job. Good job. Good job. I, 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 the only thing that like really throws me off is that mother mentioned in worst picture. I, I just can't, I can't get down with that. And we, we had it in best picture. <laughs> <laughs> One of these things is not like the but other. But what's so that weird is- about that is that it landed in best sci-fi horror film and also got best actress nomination for Jennifer Lawrence. I know it. That's what. Yeah. But when people hate it, they hate it. <sighs> the nomination. This is like at the Razzies back in the eighties when Amy Irving was nominated for Yentl. And then Oscar nominated for the same performance. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, the Shape of Water led in nominations and received 16 nominations. Blade Runner 2049 followed behind with 11 and Dunkirk received 10. All of these will be posted on nextbestpicture.com uh, where the fans will be able to vote on the winners. And we will reveal uh, those winners, I believe, like I was saying before, in uh, two weeks' time on the 18th of February. <sighs> Any thoughts, everybody? Justice for the post. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was going to start a hashtag. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts uh, before we uh, before we go? <laughs> What's wrong with us? I hope Daniel feels better. I hope my hangover gets better. I want to just take a moment to say thank you to everybody uh, for being here today with us and for uh, all your hard work that you guys have done for Next Best Picture throughout the last year. It's really, really, really appreciated. It does, it just, it does not go underappreciated. I couldn't ask for a better team, and we all could not ask for a better community of fans. We want to thank you all so much for your votes and heck. We have so much to look forward to in 2018. It's not even funny. (laughs) We still have Oscars in a couple of days, everybody. So uh, it's time to leave. It's time to go. Let's get out of here. Let's uh, I got a long list of people that have to give their Twitter handles here. Will Mavity, where can I find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Mavericks Movies. Michael Schwartz. Mike Movie. Dianke Azazek. At TweedledD33. Daniel Howitt. At Howitt DK. And Josh Williams. Josh underscore Williams09. And you can find me at Next Best Picture. Thank you so much for listening to episode 76 of the Next Best Picture podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Player FM, and on Castbox. Make sure to vote on the MVP Film Community Awards. Uh, those will be posted, I believe, Sunday. Yes, the same day as the Super Bowl. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a review on iTunes. We will see you all next time. Go Eagles. (laughs) You don't even like football, Mike. I love Philadelphia. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.